This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. You know, entrepreneurs aren't always these younger people with a with a, a, a Apple Mac computer under their arms, heading off for a meeting to try and get some funding. Sometimes it's an older lady with some of her teeth missing, wearing an apron out far from here, doing amazing things in her country. Alma Pollard, editor of the Green Times. Good morning, Alba. I loved that story about the Kenyan tea farmers, and I love that video. This is one of those stories that just hits home to me. Good morning. That's great. It is inspiring, isn't it? So you started off with all you need is love. And I think this story is just another illustration of exactly that. And also of how when we benefit the environment, we benefit people, how Mm. we are one with our environment, really, that we are nature. Because we're talking about the the, the Kenyan... um, tea industry, and we all know that um, they are famous for their tea, and don't we all love tea? I mean, I certainly yeah. do, but we don't, we're not always aware of the footprint of the tea industry on the planet. It, it, costs, it costs the planet. So um, the issue there is uh, twofold. Um, the first thing maybe to talk about is the deforestation yeah. that it causes in Kenya. So Kenya only has enough Wood in its in its ancient rainforest is called the Kakamega Forest, which is the last of the ancient Guinea Congolese rainforest that used to cover the whole continent. Do My you goodness. know that? No. Wow. I found that so interesting because I know that, for example, when Jan van Riebeek arrived here, the Cape and the whole country was also one big forest. That's why they could stay here because they had all this wood and they could build houses and you know make the food and all of that. So it's a very precious uh, last bit of rainforest, and and deforestation is happening because they only have enough energy from um, sustainable logging for 70% of the tea industry. The other 30% is causing deforestation. So it's a very energy-intensive system. And the other wrong thing, uh, problematic thing with that is that people are using... Um, wood and coal to cook their food in their houses with all the resultant smoke. And, you know, we have that in in our township areas also, that people have serious problems, the lung problems, because of cooking on on smoky things, Mm. um, wood that they gather in the area and so on. So there's massive problems, like 21,650 premature deaths per year in Kenya, directly from cooking on these open fires with wow. a lot of smoke. Yeah. So it's a very serious problem. And so the Rainforest Alliance came in three years ago with a, with a solution to both the health problem and to the deforestation, mm. which I thought is just so cool. <clears throat> so what they've brought people to do, and, and they've started little businesses, so these people run their own businesses now. This is the innovation that saves the day again. Mm. Um, so they've taught people to create carbonized briquettes out of the waste materials of um, sawdust, um, corn husks, um, wow. sugarcane bagasse, macadamia shells, and coffee husks. Amazing. So this is this is waste from the farms and from the houses, but especially from the farms that can turn into uh, they 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 carbonize it through a process, and then it turns into briquettes 
which people then can cook on, and it's carbon neutral, so you don't have the smoke problem, and you're saving the forest, which is, of course, incredibly important. Talking about saving the forests, Elmer, there's a statistic in this story that you'll find on The Green Times that talks about the sheer effect of uh, deforestation at the size of uh, a football field every six seconds based on satellite data. That is scary, but, but that's Isn't really that this conversation incredible? This conversation we've had over the last number of weeks is just there's people that just want to get on with things, but they need to be making money. And it's usually the poorer folk who are just trying to eke out a living that's having yeah. this kind of effect as well. It's, it's such a weird little uh, a play that's happening. You know, there are people with a great need, but it goes together with this other problem. And so great to see a solution, not just a wonder what we should do. Here's an actual solution. Absolutely. So this this statistic here is is the is the decimation of rainforest on the planet as a whole. Yeah. One soccer field every six seconds. That's I mean, crazy. we just cannot imagine this. So it is super serious. Um, and so they also the tea industry itself uses um, twenty nine thousand cubic meters mm. of of wood per year. So can you understand? It's wood intensive, and that means our forest. And what's happened in Kenya and in other places where there's deforestation is that the water runs out. Mm. Because you remember we were saying how forests and trees create water. Yes. We literally need them for rain. Otherwise, there's just no clouds forming, and there will be no water. And then we sit with that problem again. So I just think the work of um, the Rainforest Alliance it's really, really awesome. So what they're also doing is they're going to the farms and they're creating these factories. There are 12 factories now, um, and they are making, uh, planting 150,000 saplings each mm. of the trees that, they, that they've already destroyed. So they don't just stop destroying the forest, they're also replanting it. So one million trees per year are being replanted through this program. That's so incredible. this is only over the last three years. So well, 13,000 um, domestic homes have switched over. All these jobs have been created because these are small entrepreneurs that can create this work. And um, they create the, their, their renewable energy um, centers where people can come and get their, their briquettes. Mm. And that means extra jobs, sustainable jobs. The health of people is being protected and the forest is being protected. I love these stories. And, and uh, what strikes me whenever I read about these entrepreneurial ventures and people coming up with these fantastic ideas is we're never running out of opportunities for fresh and new innovation. You know, the, the same project could work locally. I mean, you've just said how many people in the more informal areas of our country are going out in search of firewood and with that, the health problems and the safety concerns as well, having a fire in and around a home. You know, if these kind of briquettes could be made, and there are many ways of making them depending on what you've got available, it would certainly solve a crisis. If there's anyone listening with uh, a little bit of entrepreneurial blood flowing through their veins, here's certainly something to keep an eye on. Absolutely. This this should be, as I say, scaled, Mm. and it can be applied at many forests, but can also be applied here where people um, need need, um, cooking energy, um, using waste, turning it into a briquette, something that you can cook on. Um, so, you know, the other thing is now that during lockdown, of course, I had to say at the end, 
they are concerned that because people can't get to the little centers where you get your briquettes because people are not supposed to move around there as well, they are worried that uh, logging is going to start happening again, you know, the Mm. deforestation. So they have now, they are now um, negotiating with the Kenyan government to make um, this, these briquettes an essential, essential product, which you can understand. So we don't want this thing reversed. But yeah, it's a fantastic example. It can be can be copied anywhere, and that's always the idea with our stories that we that we learn to think logically in in a cycle around systems, so that everything that's already all the waste that we have can be turned into energy, can be turned into products, can be turned into so many things mm. that there is eventually no such word as waste anymore. We love that because there's no away. And the last thing we want, as Alma yes. tells us, for it all to come around and kick us from behind again. So we... <laughs> <laughs> My daughter's wisdom absolutely works like that. <laughs> we love it. So what can we do with what we would otherwise throw away? There's stories like that, some great stories about plastic and more. You'll find it on thegreentimes.co.za. I'm loving your stories as always. Alma, thanks for your hard work, for beautiful photography, for all the links to other stories that could really uh, uplift us and guide our thinking. We're grateful for you and for The Green Times. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. And you. Bye-bye. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.